tonight we are speaking with photographer, educator, and wine connoisseur, Lori Novak, on archiving our creative legacy. It's just the state of men, and I just can't feel this old so we'll just keep shoveling. Oh! How are you guys? I, I want to thank you guys for asking me to do this. I'm really looking forward to the conversation. Oh, you're welcome. And thank you for agreeing to doing it. Um, there's a lot of things that are important to creators, uh, one of which is our data, our mm -hmm. legacy of creations, I guess you could say. Uh, as a photographer, I have terabytes full of photos. Mark and I were just talking about our terabytes full of photos that we have. Um, I said I have 21 terabytes, and Mark said, that's all? What's wrong with you? Wow. So <laughs> we have a lot of stuff that we accumulate over the years, and some of us have been around a few more years than others, and we have more stuff. <laughs> so the question is, what happens with that stuff if we, God forbid, were to pass away? And right. what what goes on? Like, where, where does this stuff go? So right. we're going to talk about that with Lori tonight. Uh, Lori wrote a great article, and I'm going to highly suggest people check this out. It's called The Legacy of Our Photographs. Um, you write for Photo Focus, right. and I'll let you explain that in just a second. Uh, right. But this article is what tuned me into this conversation, and, and I'm very thankful that you agreed to come on and be our guest for this topic. I'm very excited to talk about it. But before we do that, I want to say hello to our co-hosts. Now, those of you who've watched our show a lot lately have uh, may recognize this young man. Uh, he hasn't been here too, too much, but uh, he's looking pretty dapper. And we're very excited that Ryan's back with us tonight. So, Ryan, we're going to start to say hello to you. How have you been, man? I don't think we've seen you since we did the McDonald's food episode. Yeah, which, I think of course, McDonald's is understandable why you'd be here. Yeah, yeah. That was definitely the last time that I was on, which uh... – Oof, I, I shudder to think how long ago that was, to be honest. Uh, no, I've been all right, man. Obviously, a lot of uh, a lot of changes have happened. So as you can see from my new set, I'm working on it. The closet door will eventually close. And uh, things are good, man. I can't complain. I'm happy to be back on the show. Very excited to, uh, to sit down and talk about how we can preserve our creative legacy because it's something that prior to tonight, I'd never given any thought to. Never given any thought to. So I'm very excited to kind of get your takes on it and basically kind of BS my own take on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true. A lot of us haven't really thought of it. I mean, we don't want to think about what happens when we die. That's mm -hmm. the last thing we want to think about, right? Mark, how are you doing? I'm doing excellent. Uh, I'm happy to be here. One one year anniversary. Mm -hmm. This is awesome. Um, we're still together, the original four. I'm glad Ryan is back tonight. Um, I think I'm still working off. I'm still walking off that McDonald's episode because I had that <laughs> massive, what was it, the Land Air and Sea Burger. It was three and a half million calories or something like that. I can't remember how much I did. Yeah, it was, it was not it was, great for you. That's it for was sure. awesome. And, and I'll, I'll be honest, I hadn't really given much thought to my creative legacy either. Um, I just sort of assumed it would all up in a garbage bin somewhere and, and I'd be gone and, and that'd be it. But uh, maybe that's not the case if I appoint the right person to looking at that. But uh, if for anybody watching, uh, if something are, is to happen to me, please make sure that my wife doesn't sell all my camera equipment for what I told her I paid for it. That would be a shame if she sold the whole shoot match for like 150 bucks or something. You know? I know nothing. I know nothing. Yeah. I, I, I just, my, she's, she's my... Um, what do I call her? She's my enabler, and she's always with me when I buy stuff. She knows what I pay for. So she'd probably try and sell it for more because it was mine, you know. 
that's just Mark Flinders. Right. It's worth it. It was Mark Flinders, you know. His name's <laughs> on the building. It's uh, <laughs> Aurora, how have you been this week? I've been good. I've been good. Uh, this week's been a bit of a busy and stressful week at work uh, with inventory and everything, but I'm glad that it's done and, and over <laughs> over with. Um, I'm really excited to get into this topic tonight. I think it's super important. I've, I also have never really thought of that before, uh, with the exception of like what we post on the internet. I know that that remains there unless it's taken off. So that in a way is kind of like our archive and this podcast is a part of our, like us as co-hosts, a part of our legacy too. So, um, it's, it's really cool to be on that platform talking about this topic. Um, and I'm super stoked to get talking with Lori about this. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. <clears throat> I, I never really thought about what I would do with all this stuff until a friend of ours, uh, you mentioned his name earlier, Mark, uh, yeah. Michael Lane passed away. And our friend, my friend Blake, who was with Michael when he passed, uh, and I had to go to his house and go through his stuff and take his camera gear and find his hard drives. And now Blake has been going through his data himself. Um, poor guy's 23 years old. You don't expect things to happen. No. But when things happen, what happens to our stuff? Uh, he was one of the most creative photographers, one of the most naturally talented photographers I've ever personally known. Uh, I'd put him in a handful of maybe five people that I've known that I would call like a super talent in the ability to just show up, think of it and make it happen within four photos. This guy was incredible. And <clears throat> three days after we shot our whole series of YouTube shows, he went to Albion Falls and that was the end of that um, tragedy. But all of his data, which was so important. <clears throat> and if he had stuck around longer, there would have been so much more of it and so much more really, really great, uh, important stuff. What happened with it all, right? Like, what do we do with this? So Lori, I'm very thankful that you came on for this reason. Um, we all have too much stuff to, to risk. And I don't want my wife's plan for my photos to come to fruition, which is pretty what much is just to give Mark all my hard drives <laughs> and let Mark sort through everything. And that's, <laughs> that's not fair. That's just not cool. So <laughs> let me ask you this, Lori. Yep. What made you think of doing that article? What was it in your life that, that made you uh, think, I got to write a story on archiving this? Well, I, uh, I think it's 2018, four years ago, my mom passed away. So, okay, so four years ago, my mom passed away. 11, 11 years ago, my dad passed away. And my parents were very realistic. So they had everything like in place, right? They had a folder of who the, who the funeral home was and who this person was and who to call for the uh, cemetery and all of it. I mean, they had everything just in a, like I said, it was all organized in a folder. I didn't have to like search for anything. And my, my mom um, was a, not, I would have called her a photographer. She was the family, you know, recorder, um, but always had a camera. So I, we have right now, all those pictures in that article are, are my legacy photos, right? So I have pictures from when my dad was and her were both young in the forties, or kids, like really young. Um, and then all through their, their wedding pictures, their life growing up, coming to Illinois from North Dakota and 
every single family vacation we went on, which is pretty much every year we went somewhere different. Um, all those are photo albums. And then when I got my first camera, as when I was 10, the same thing. I have photo albums and photo albums and boxes and Rubbermaid tubs of photos. So when my mom passed, like I have, and I have two of them sitting here because it's my intention to pull things and scan things um, and share them with the people that, that mean, they mean something to. Um, but it's, it's overwhelming um, between, you know, photo albums and negatives and the slides are my husband's family, stepfather, you know, those are a whole other and it just, it's like, what do you do with all of this? It's crazy. And before that even happened, I used to tell a friend of mine, I'm like, well, I have all these photos and photo books and albums. I'm like, what's going to happen to them when I die? I don't have kids. I don't have family to pass them on to. Who wants my trip, my photos of like the time I went to San Francisco or wherever? Who wants that? I'm the only one it means something to. So really, you know, what do you do with them? So- that kind of leads me to that other question, though. It's like, why should we have to even worry about this? When I, when I really mention it to my wife and I say, like, what's going to happen with all my photos? She's like, why, is why, that why do you Well, why do you care? You're not going to be around and know what happens anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's my right. husband's attitude. He's like, well, you won't know. I'm like, thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I mean. I think <laughs> I, I get where he's coming from. And I, it's I true. I, I understand that. You know. Like, you know, somebody says, you know, well, you know, you do, I'm a guy, I do stupid things, right? So you do something, you do something stupid and somebody goes, well, what, what if you died? And then you think, well, if I died, I wouldn't have been around. I wouldn't be here right now to worry about that right. consequence. Right. And, right. and that's, that's a good point because I'm not, but to Brian's point, there is a legacy. So I don't have kids either, um, but I do have a niece and two nephews that, you know, hopefully one day they will want something of Uncle Mark's. So if is it is it a, a, a specific photo album that they would want from a, you know, maybe one that encompassed a trip we took with them right. um, or but I mean, I, I've my archives are full of photos that I took for other people as well. So, you know, will those people want those photos again or do they still have them? You know whether it was a wedding or a, a family reunion that I shot, or or just family portraits, or you know engagement portraits, or whatever. Do those people care what happens to that archive? Does does anybody care what happens to that archive? Because those people have their photos. Hopefully, they still have them. Right. It's so, a hard. I think it's a yeah. it's a kind of a hard decision to make. I mean, yeah. and it's the same with material things. I mean, what do you do? You know, my mom like embroidered stuff. She created quilts. I, I had, there was a period of time where I had like 13 quilts. I only have three beds in my house. I don't need 13 quilts, <laughs> yeah. you know, but you're attached uh, emotionally, you know? And it was like, it took me a while, but I, I sent some to a, a place that used to take things to donate for a charity auction and stuff. But, you know, I still have some things that I still have because I'm like, I don't know what to do with them because I feel guilty just giving them away. You know, but we don't have family to pass things down to. Nowadays, kids don't really want that stuff. You know, it's stuff to them. It doesn't mean anything. So it's just clutter or, you know, there's the whole minimal, minimalist, you know, whatever you want to call it. And people Movement. don't want the clutter. Yeah. yeah. You know, so and it's the same. I Like I said, I have boxes and tubs and 
bins of slides and negatives and photo books and it's it takes a lot of space up so what do you do with yeah it, you know? i just had a customer give me 67 trays of slides to scan and archive each tray has 100 slides i can scan wow. four slides at a time Whoa. it takes about 10 minutes for four slides i'm figuring <clears throat> i have about an hour uh sorry not an hour a year's worth of slide scans to do before i'm finished with this so yeah oh my god um, <laughs> but this is Again, the history, the life history of a person and their parents right, and their parents' right. parents possibly. And so it's important to, to archive for sure. Um, now, there's a whole new world of opportunities these days with NFTs and digital data and possible income from your content. Um, have you dabbled in, in any of that kind of no, stuff? Do you know no. what kind of I, ability I, there is? I have not. And I, it didn't even occur to me to go through like old photos to sell off as like NFTs. You know, somebody might be interested in that sort of stuff. But the whole if you NFT, have something unique. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, does somebody want a kid sitting on a old Model A car, you know, on a farm? I don't know. You know, um, someone but, listening right now just decided they want it, though. Yeah. Right. Kind <laughs> of, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know. Um, I haven't gotten into it because I feel like it's it's a little overwhelming um, to learn about to me. Um, and then, you know, I, I keep seeing all the bad stuff about it, too, you know, mm. and the environmental issues and, and how it's um, it, I don't quite understand how it works. You know, it doesn't in my head, it doesn't quite make sense. Like what, do, what does somebody Not do with this file? They own a file, they own a JPEG. Okay, now what? So, yeah, so from my, my understanding of it, sorry to cut in, but my understanding That's of fine. NFTs, because I, I did quite a bit of research on it is, and all I could really determine is that it's nothing more than modern day art collecting. NFTs is a modern day form of art collecting, but in order to do it, they have, and I don't understand, like the environmental thing comes down to they're buying all these computers and running computers nonstop and just that, and that part I haven't fully understood right, yet. Right. But NFTs essentially at its core is just modern day art collecting that for some reason, you know, people on the internet, because on YouTube now you can make millions of dollars doing nothing. So now you've mm -hmm. got these kids who are making tons of money saying, I'm going to spend $30,000 on this monkey eating a banana. Like it's a little right. cartoon drawing of, or whatever it could be. Right, yeah. Um, now there's a way that you can make NFTs and I, again, this is not my field by any means, but apparently you could like, there's ways to make businesses off of it. So, um, it's something that I would highly encourage looking into, but at the same time, it's, it's very overwhelming, even for myself where I'm, I'm intrigued by it. I want to know more and I've spent a lot of time looking into it and I feel like I'm no further understanding it now right. than I would before. Plus it costs yeah. money. I mean, it costs you money mm -hmm. to start it, you know? So yeah, if yeah. you're in a position that you don't have like the expendable money to it's three or $400, I think around there yep. um, just to get started. Well, you know, that's three or $400 I could spend somewhere else, like on a plane ticket or something mm -hmm. that I would rather do, <laughs> yeah. you know? But I, I, mean, I think yeah. another thing to consider as well though, since to Aurora's point earlier is that on the internet, everything lives, you know, it's right. one of the few places that everything lives. So even like, if you're not looking to make profit off of what you're doing, you could just turn your, all those photos into nfts and they will live forever on the internet whether or not people buy them you've at least guaranteed a spot for all of that that art and all of those uh that creative legacy so to speak that's true then your name is just mm -hmm. still out there no matter what yeah so yeah. You, that's you, a good point. my my myspace page is still 
viral. My, 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 my MySpace page is out there somewhere, I think. You can sell your MySpace page as an NFT. There you go. There you go. Wonder now, if the let's Geo, rewind. Geo cities are still around. <laughs> <laughs> what What if we rewind, say, ten years and go back to selling prints, actually selling your your images as a print or as a digital file that you can send to somebody? One of my things that I always thought was, if I were to ever pass away, I've got so many photos on my hard drives. I'd love it if somebody can go through them and find the ones that are sellable, find a place to sell them, right? Load them to that place. And divvy up that money with my wife. So she has some sort of, um, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Nest egg. In, nest egg. Yeah, or, yeah right. or, an, or an income stream from, you know. Yeah, from images that I've done over my entire career, right? Like there's, I would say I've shared maybe 20% of the photos that I've made since I started shooting. Um, right. Most of it is because half the stuff, is, I don't have time to sit and edit. I shoot a lot of wrestling. So, you know, thousands of photos at a time. Um so there's just so many stuff, so many photos that I have in my archives that I don't know if they're sellable. I don't know if anybody'd be interested. But if somebody took the time to go through it, and which I don't have that time because right, I want to live, right? <laughs> and so. it's work. It's work to sell your images. It's work yeah. to Ooh. approach galleries. It's work to put them out on a website or put them on other sites that you can sell through, whether it's print on demand mm -hmm. or sites that sell direct to commercial. <laughs> Uh, businesses, it's you have to do the work behind that. So it's not just somebody turning your images over and say, here, here, have at right. it. You know, somebody's going to have to do the work to make that happen. So is somebody going to do that is the other question to think about, you know, are they going to want to? Maybe we or, should start a new business. Or is it worth we'll it? I mean, you know, I have work out there that some some of my images have probably been on, on some place to sell for 10 years and nobody's ever touched them, you know. So, do you sell a lot of images? No. <laughs> no, not a big photo. Size. I sell, I, I sell, the, I do patience. some, I shouldn't say, I, I don't promote myself as much as I should. Um, I had some images in a gallery in Chicago for the last couple of years, but they just closed. Um, uh, I sold a few images, few prints that way. Um, and I, I, I sell a piece, you know, here and there, and I did art fairs for a few years and sold some that way too. But yeah, again, again, that's all it's work. work. Yeah. It's, it's work and it's expense. Work. Because yes, if, you're, if you're doing an art an art fair or uh, some sort of a, a creatives festival, you have to have stock to sell. So you know, I, you'll, I have you'll... a whole basement full of stock. Yeah, so so for, for you, you've invested in whether it be a print, and then you know whether you're selling it as a print or a matted print or right. a framed print or a print on canvas, whatever you're selling it. Yep. Um, my my legacy, I think, will boil down to what I've given other people. Um, as my art. So I've, I've got a few uh, pictures like every year I did uh, as a photographer volunteering, I did probably three golf tournaments every year. So I don't, I donated my time to, um, to do those, those golf tournaments and take the photos of that event and document it. And then usually there was those, there were always for charity. So I would always donate uh, a framed print for that so some, sometimes it was for the organization that I previously worked for. So sometimes I'd be in one of the owner's offices and there's my picture on the wall. Right. So, so some, of the, some of those, my name sort of floats around in those circles a little bit <laughs> as the guy that took that picture. Um, so I, I, I like to think that that's it. But then it's also gifts as well. So what, a, you know, pictures that maybe I gave my mother or or other friends. And I have a friend that wants to be cut here. Um, or, <laughs> you know, potentially, um, you know, some, something that I gifted somebody. 
as an image like my our neighbors here in thunder bay have one of my images whether they have put it up or whether it's sitting in their crawl space i have no idea <laughs> i haven't been in their house because of covid so you know it's uh it just depends on what what people are going to do with that and then what's gonna my legacy will it continue on after they're done with the picture or will it end up at an estate auction or at a goodwill or a value village yeah. being sold for five you know, bucks five yeah. bucks yeah yeah it's uh it, this topic is so interesting and there's so many ways that we can kind of like twist off and branch off of it as you guys have been talking i've been thinking of so many different things that could kind of relate back to what mark has been saying uh just now about the things that you gifted people or the things that you've you've done for people like i as a photographer have shot weddings for people i have shot uh newborn photos and first birthday cake smashes and special 60th anniversary you know wedding events and stuff like that and um you know i guess in a way that is kind of a, a legacy because those people will look back on those photos and and cherish those photos because of that event or because of that loved one who is in that picture um they may not necessarily uh, think of the photographer, um, or maybe they do. Um, but in that case, like it, to me, just knowing that that is something that's precious to them is, you know, enough for me to kind of be like, okay, that's, uh, that's another thing. And on the other side of the coin, as I'm kind of like the resident photographer, or, um, I guess maybe like sort of techie person in my family, when relatives have died, um in my family i've been kind of the one who has been uh kind of assigned to help go through photos on multiple occasions and dig out you know nice memory photos and you know make uh interesting edits for uh, like photo collage kind of things um either as a you know an employee of henry's or someone that actually i love and i care about and uh, a relative has asked me to do for them um and that kind of thing is also a precious kind of memory you know like a prayer card or um a photo that uh has been being displayed somewhere uh for you know a client that's kind of hired me to uh put together a, a photo merge for them and stuff like that and i think it's not only what happens to the photos after you die but what happens uh, i guess what's attached to when you give it to, to that person because you're helping with the stories and the how helping those person's legacies right uh, right and as photographers we're we're recorders of life yeah. you know and that's not just our own you know, in many yeah. cases i mean i'm not a I don't do weddings and I don't really do portraits or people at all, but that doesn't mean, you know, I still shoot photos of our Christmases and our own life and our own trips and, and um, you know, but, but we record life period, whether it's ours or somebody else's. So you're still contributing to, um, you know, somebody, like you said, you're contributing to somebody else's legacy. Yeah. You know? It's like, we, and still, in the case we still make a contribution to that. Yeah. Yeah, and the case of like what Ryan does or what we do on this podcast, like we're interviewing people and we're talking to people and we're hearing their stories and stuff like that. 
Um, and, you know, someday, you know, it's sad to think about, but someone might go back to one of those videos to listen to that interview, to hear about that person's story. And even um, to hear somebody's voice that is no longer around, right? I've, I've, yeah. had people, I've had people tell me like, you know, when they've had somebody pass, they're like, you know, people leave a, their last, the last time they got a voicemail from that person or that kind of thing. Cause, cause you don't get to hear that person's voice anymore, you know? So all the podcasts and YouTube videos or, or videos of our own that we record is one more way of, of, you know, keeping that. Yeah. 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 It's, it's true. And then, and then you think about as well, like that last voice message, um, or, or last photo that you took of somebody like in 2020, my father-in-law passed away and uh, I was putting my wife and I, they, she, they were going through photo albums and pulling pictures, uh, but the photo albums stop at a point and it became digital. So that's where I became the person going through archive after archive, after archive of, of my pictures and other people's pictures and, uh, and finding all of these pictures of my father-in-law and the last picture that was taken of him, I took with my cell phone. So that one, so all of these pictures ended up on a USB key. I went to the local drugstore, plugged it into their picture maker, and I printed all of those memories. And they all ended up on uh, on like Bristol board after Bristol board of like collages of pictures right. of Neil. And it was it was really epic to look at because I think we had we must have had twelve boards, large wow. boards on easels of all of these pictures of of everything from his life in England to. Hunting, fishing. Uh, he was in the the, uh, the British Army. Um, you know all of these pictures. You know his marriage, his kids, camping, everything. Rotary. It's all there for people to see. And those stayed up for almost a year in my mother-in-law's living room. Oh, wow! Wow! And, and I mean, partly because people wanted to see them still, and partly because it was a, a very arduous task to take them all down and put them. <laughs> we had the yeah. forethought. For, well, and then came when out you. What, right. Then what do you do with those boards? Like I have a big, huge collage downstairs, or yeah. a couple of them, you know, from yeah. my uncle's funeral and one that my mom had made for me for something else. And I'm like, yeah. what do, I'm not hanging it up in my room. I, you know, like, what do I do with it? Well, it's in, collecting in case, dust in the basement, you know? My wife had had the forethought to all of the albums or like all the albums that are behind me here are all numbered or, or evented. So if we pull a picture out of that for us, whatever the reason, we label the back of the picture with what album it came out of, and then it's labeled as a spot. So you, the first, you know, so it's right. album number one, picture one. And then, so when the, those out, so the following year when we were back, we had the, the task of, and it was nice because we got to relive those memories again, but putting them back into the albums where they belong. So that was kind of nice. And then of course I ended up with a, a stack of photos that I had printed that now what do you do? So I, th I think my wife has them and she's going to put them all in one more album, but then, where do those, there's the legacy thing. Where do those albums go? Right, right. Eventually, when that house gets cleaned out. Right. Yeah. So, kind of well, there's ends. other factors as well. It, there's there's also digital rights. If we talk about uh, being photographers or you know creators in general, as Aurora brought up, Ryan's a podcaster. He's got yeah. tons of of interviews that he's done with all kinds of different people. Where you might end up with you know, these stories from people that we've never heard of before, they could be turning into all these other amazing um, futures that we wouldn't have even thought of. I interviewed Peter McKinnon 
on my show many times. He's been on my TV show. Uh, he's been on my my show I used to do like this. Um, and today, I mean, he's like one of the most popular YouTubers ever, right? Uh, so people are finding these old um, links on YouTube of these old shows that it's like, holy cow, look at Peter. He was so young. Um, <laughs> you can find out some really interesting things, right? Uh, but what happens with those photo rights as a digital photographer, you own your photo the minute you go click. That's Canadian law. Yeah. What happens when you are no longer a part of that equation? Where do those rights go? Do they go to your next of kin? Um, are those photos now all of a sudden just common uh, available thing everybody can just own? Or do you still maintain those rights? It's interesting, you know, when you when you talk about that, it, it makes me think of Vivian Mayer and how they found all those unexposed rolls of film of her. And Aurora she was, was going there, yeah, I can see. Famous, you know, street photographer. Um, you know, I think that they set up a foundation or something eventually. You know, you also got to hope the right people take care of it because somebody could have easily profited off of that. Um, That's right instead of doing, you know, what I would think is the right thing and because of who she was and what she um, contributed to the photography industry. So I think if you have family, you know, is there an estate? Does it go to an estate? Does it, is that something you should put in your will? Like, please do this with all my digital yeah. assets. You know, these belong to so-and-so or, you know, I'm not leaving my digital assets to my husband or my brother because they won't have a clue what to do with them. You know, but where do they go then? <laughs> you know, well, yeah. Some you said, maybe there's a there's an opportunity for a business here. <laughs> you know, to well, help yeah, people. With, with no knowledge on this subject, I mean, it makes the most sense to me that if you don't leave it in the will, then it would just it's kind gone. of be. It's just gone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, yep. But it's something that you own. It's your property, and like anything else, if you don't do anything with it for or prepare for when you pass, then it's yeah. Yeah. So is that the same as, say, a musician? Like you have, by the way, do you guys know who owns the rights to the Beatles, um, Michael Jackson's music, all these people? Do you have any idea who actually owns that music? No. Shaquille O'Neal. Doesn't surprise me. Shaquille wow. O'Neal owns I all I was the music guess the Beatles random, and Michael so Jackson. Yeah. So the question that I'm thinking is, as a musician, back. you own your 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 data. Are we going to find uh, photographers or other creators able to sell their life work as this massive payoff? At the I would think that types? some would. People like Peter Lick, uh, people who are famous. You know, I'm not. I wouldn't be one of those people. You know, you think of Ansel Adams or some yeah. of those. You know, some of those photographers who, in that time period would be, you know, who are those people now in the digital age that would be those people who would be the the ones who would have images that they would want to preserve for historical purposes. Um, you know, I, I don't know. It's a tough, it's a tough question. And the other part of that is there's so many, many of us, there's so many photographers, there's so many, even musicians, yeah. right? You know, everybody and their brother is playing on YouTube and everybody is a photographer. So that's, yeah. the, then it's like, you know, how, how do you even stand out from that as somebody whose work should be saved? It, it's and, uh, crazy, but it almost sounds like, you know, you spend your entire life trying to make it as a musician or you spend your entire life trying to make it as a photographer. And now here we are talking about how are we going to get noticed again 
after we're dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it, it, yeah. it makes it makes to me. I start thinking about it, and I think, why am I even bothering doing this? Like, what's the point of it all? So I do it because I have an ego. Good question. Me, <laughs> <laughs> I have no problem with At least you're honest. And I think a lot of, you know, <laughs> a lot of photographers I know, you know, people are hobbyists or whatever. Some of us try to make a living from it. Some of us do make a living from it. Um, I think, though, that, you know, it's a it's a therapy for people. You know, for some of us, it's it makes me feel better to get my camera, go outside for a while and shoot a few frames, you know, Um that's part of the reasons why I do it. You know, I don't think I'm going to get rich from it. I never had that intention, you know, so, but, but when you start thinking about it all, and like I said, it's like, what, what is, but then that goes even further into, you know, why do I bother doing pretty much anything if I'm just going to die anyway, yeah. you know, like what's the point of all? The meaning of life at that point. Yes. Right. That becomes yeah. a much bigger question. But, but I'm thinking about, um, say artists or painters, a lot of them, their art did nothing until they passed right. away. And, and, I, then, I, yeah. and that's kind of where my brain was going with this whole conversation. Like we, we may all be sitting on a gold mine of images right. that but never I, but get tapped into because <laughs> but I have, have an interest. First, so, right. you know. <laughs> I always, I've always said that I'll, I'll be famous after I'm gone. I always yeah. said that. I've said that for a long time. <laughs> Somebody but, let me know. <laughs> yeah. well, the fact that this has happened with so many, so many different artists, like painters, like Van Gogh is a huge right. one that became famous after he died. And you mentioned Vivian Meyer, like, like her story is like she took like thousands and thousands of images, uh, one hundred and fifty thousand images at least, um, wow. and some collector in Chicago found. Uh, was able to buy up her images and and she became famous after after right. she died right because um, he curated the collection properly yes right yeah right. um and uh, again like with van gogh as well um it, you know common name we we hear on a, a regular kind of basis and it's kind of interesting to think about like if something is handled well and, and curated correctly, as Brian said, there's, uh, who knows who could be the next artist right. or musician or yeah. whatever it may be that will be discovered after, after yeah. they pass. Um, and it's, it's kind of difficult. It's kind of difficult to say. And that kind of brings up too. some of the images we have are historical in value. So I have a bunch of images of, of, old farms that don't exist anymore up in North Dakota where my parents are from. And I'm like, are there historical societies in some of the towns up there that might be interested in having them? Yeah. You know, that's yeah, another that's, option that's for some thing. of some of what we have. We all have, you know, local photos and things of events maybe, or, you know, you could even have photos of a concert of somebody who's not around anymore that might, somebody mm -hmm. might want for historical purposes, you know? Yeah. Well, and I think about, what Ryan does with the podcasting, like um, th thinking thinking back, if if things like podcasts existed back when we were kids, there I know there are wrestlers from that era that if somebody interviewed them on a podcast when they were an up and comer working, you know, working through sort of the Ontario wrestling circuit, for example, um, and and Ryan interviews that person, but now he's the next Rowdy Roddy Piper or Hulk Hogan. 
is there value to that podcast that runs right yeah archive purposes or you know is is somebody doing a um a documentary on hulk hogan's life and going back to that interview that a kid uh, a kid that was 12 years old videoed where he met hulk hogan and was able to ask him a few questions is that going to end up now in that documentary right maybe maybe gosh i'm hoping right (laughs) That's a really good point too, because like as um, let me see here, as I'm sitting here, this book right here from Ron Hutchinson, who trained all of the top WWE guys uh, pretty much ever: Edge, Christian, Beth Phoenix, Gail Kim, so on and so on. Um, he's a, a local guy who got me started in wrestling, got a photography of wrestling, and I've got some of my photos in his book. And I was just approached to have some photos in a different book. Um, cool. Actually paid for them. <clears throat> so a lot of these, um, especially in the world of wrestling, where people become very famous, like right. he trained all these nobodies that are now WWE legends in the Hall right. of Fame. Um, you don't know what's going to happen with your images when you make them. And that's the right. real important thing that I think we need to get across. I've kind of broken it down to six avenues here. So during our conversation revelation (laughs) okay first off uh, the first thing is does it matter does it even matter if our photos are saved are our images or our is our content such that uh for some reason or another down the road will it be important so i guess that's the first thing is does it matter the second thing is if it matters put it in a will make a plan for your data actually think ahead a little bit and think, all right, well, maybe Mark is going to be looking through all my 21 terabytes of photos when I die. Shelly will still be calling him. You know it'll happen. Um, Thirdly, are you going to sell your images? And if so, where? Is there an avenue for you to actually market these images that you make? Um, And way to look at that would be to say, uh, the photos that I made now, do you find other people selling them as it is? If they are, you have a potential of selling your work. If there's none of that kind of stuff, people don't sell wrestling photos. I haven't seen any really uh, aside from wrestlers selling them at their merch tables. So there's not a huge uh, avenue or revenue stream there for what I do. But a lot of people, there is portrait photographers, stock photographers, landscape photographers, architecture, uh, historical photographers looking through old abandoned warehouses or urban exploration, all these things. Um, Another one, I guess that would be number four is, how do you save this stuff? Where do you save it? Are you saving it on hard drives? Are you saving it on the cloud? Are you backing it up and putting it in a fire safe? What do you, I'm going to ask, uh, I'm going to throw it to you here, Lori. What would you suggest as far as saving? Because in your article that you wrote, the final, uh, the final paragraph you say is technology is constantly changing. Will your files be easily accessed? Will file types change? Remember floppy disks? Yeah, yeah those among a myriad of other types of storage that basically no longer exist. Uh, the tried and true method of printing our images is still one of the best ways to ensure ensure future generations will be able to see our stories. So what's your suggestion? Well, personally, I mean, I, you know, backup, backup, backup is important for one. So you don't lose stuff. Um, I personally have a cloud backup. I have three or four external hard drives um, with for storage. Um I don't have an offsite. Well, offsite would be cloud. I have that. Um, recently, I've even studied uploading to Amazon Prime uh, Photos because it's free, unlimited storage. 
So it doesn't have to cost you anything even to keep your data safe. It's just images though. You're not allowed to save videos there. So, I mean, you know, and then what do you do with it? Then you can say, you know, here's my hard drives, here's my life work. And, you know, maybe get one huge one to put somewhere like in a fire safe, which I should, I mean, I should take somewhere something as a third offsite place, you know, just to be on the safe side. But then again, does it matter? <laughs> you know, it all comes back to point number one. Does it matter? And I hate that because I've got a, I've got a really I, I feel like that's a negative it. attitude to have. But <laughs> yeah, and I think impossible. a really good take on this is because something that that uh, I never thought about before is the fact that yeah, technology changes. Well, I, I think about that all the time, but the fact that technology changes so much, and we, we think, yeah, we think about the uh, the storage mediums that we've used. We've gone from floppy disks. We've gone through all these different ways of storing our digital files that right now it's hard drives, but I'm already looking at the way future is, is shaping up and the way technology is shaping. And the big thing right now is wireless. Wireless is becoming a massive, massive thing. <laughs> now, how many hard drives do we have that we can send information to wirelessly? None, but all of our information right now is on a hard drive. How long until we have hard drives that we can just all of a sudden drop it into the hard drive as opposed to like for me i've got a bunch of hard drives couple terabytes but right. i have to connect them by usb to a computer right how long until we live in a completely wireless world where there's no because they're, they're working on it 100 percent, they are you look at headphones you look at anything that you go into my store i've got as i mentioned to brian earlier tonight a quarter section of my store is entirely headphones i would say nine 80 to 90 percent of them are wireless you know, I've got a couple rows that are, you know, you can plug them in with the old 3.5 millimeter headphone jack, but everything else is wireless. You look at the way the technology is going, even our phones nowadays, I wireless was just charging. Say, my husband yep. got a new phone and we have uh, headphones for his, his son. And we were out the other night and because he's, uh, he's got cerebral palsy and has issues with certain sounds. So we take headphones so we can listen to his music. Mm -hmm. My husband went to plug the uh, headphones into his new phone. There's no port for his headphone yep. plug that he had. Yeah, they're already like, they're already conditioning oh my God. us. Yeah, <laughs> right. They're conditioning us to not to you know be accepting of a new wireless world, which right. I'm not necessarily against, but it goes right back to the fact that I look at all my hard drives and all the information I've stored on those, thinking, hey, that's what I should be doing right now. And that could that might not matter in five, ten years. You might not be able to plug it in anywhere. I might not be able to plug it into anything. I might have to hope that my computer that I'm using today still works in five to ten years right. just so I can try and yeah. Now a cloud service though, I think cloud service is a great way to to store all of our information digitally. But again, how long until the cloud like the cloud stuff con concerns me because we're storing it on so many different clouds. Right. Yeah. Clouds are it's based on the company. So what happens to that company if they decide that they go bankrupt, they sell off their assets, whatever happens, there's so much unknown. So to your point, I don't think it's a negative thing to say, ah, oh, you know, I'll do it. Should I even care about what happens after <laughs> I pass what happens to my stuff? I think it's genuinely like, will it matter? You know, right. because of the fact that all of this stuff, we could put all of this effort and work into trying to preserve it. But unless it's something that's accepted by the historical societies or, or brought into museums or it's preserved in some way that way, I just don't see it happening. I think mediums are going to change in the next 10, 20 years that it just, it won't matter. Every, it life changes and technology is changing so quickly. And I think it's just going to keep it. 
Aurora, what were you going to ask? You had a, a point you were trying to make earlier. Well, I have actually a couple of points. Uh, like uh, one thing that you guys were saying earlier about like how quickly things have changed. Um, as Ryan was saying, like, like the way that we store things is so much different. Um, like working at Henry's, we have the video transfer service. Brian does it on the side as well. Yeah. And like in the last year, we went from recording on DVDs uh, to USBs. And then we're also doing Google Drive drops. And then the same thing with film as well. Like we were sending back CDs to people and that was archaic. And they thought about bringing it to USB, but then they're like, no, that might not even be a thing anymore because many laptops that are being sold and computers are being sold, they don't even have a USB port. Um, yeah. So then it became a Dropbox link. Um, and it's it's just kind of incredible, like the amount um, and and the pace in which things have changed. And I can't even imagine what it's going to be like in 30, 40 years or whether there's going to be services like what Brian is doing right now in 30, 40 or however many years. Yeah. Um, and it's like, how will the equipment even be around to convert it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'll um, all just be NFTs at that point. The other <laughs> thing that I wanted to bring up because Brian made a point about making a will and, and, putting in exactly what you want to do with your stuff, what you want to do with your earnings and, and that kind of thing. And there was a pretty big case of this um, uh, when we, when I was thinking about, uh, you know, uh, creatives that have, have died and become famous after or are famous and, and have died. Um, one being actually Heath Ledger and his whole situation with his will and his will, uh, it was an old will. Um, and he left all his stuff to his sisters and, 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 and his parents, but um, he had a wife and a daughter. And uh, there was a really, really sweet and kind thing that these other actors did in his last movie, um, The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus, Johnny Depp, and I can't remember, Colin Farrell, uh, and Jude Law took over yeah. his, his uh, place in, in that movie because he did not end up finishing that movie. And they ended up giving uh, their earnings to his daughter, uh, which I thought was just like an amazing and lovely story. Right. But in cases like this, this kind of thing doesn't always happen. Um, and it's amazing that they stepped up and stepped in and, and weren't yeah, able really. to do that. But, um, you know, making sure that there is an updated uh, will, I think is super important. Um, in, yeah. in these kind of cases. So uh. it's, it's worth bringing up with a lawyer because yeah. technically I don't have a reason to have a will because they don't have any assets technically like that, that would make any difference if I, if I died um, financial investment money and all that has, you know, you have um, whatever they're called. People sure. who get yeah. um, you know, so that, that takes care of those things. It's almost like you have you'd have to either make a will or have a beneficiary for your digital assets, kind of. Yeah, worth bringing yeah. up to somebody who has an idea of what to what to do with it. Yeah. Well, exactly. I've decided that uh, I'm starting a new business for transferring, <laughs> archiving, and legacy services. So, <laughs> a good idea. Uh, yeah, we're going to call it expressions. <laughs> and, uh, Mark, Aurora, we're all going to jump in on this. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm down. I need the help. 
<laughs> All right. Well, that was that was a great conversation. And I think we're at the point of our, our talk today where we should get to our final three questions, unless Aurora, Mark, or Ryan have any other questions for Lori or Lori, if you have anything else you'd like to add. I don't think so. So I just had one, one point. We talked about the cloud backups and things like that. And it's and in, uh, Ryan, you were saying, you know, we don't have a wireless hard drive. But we do have the, like the cloud is wireless for for most people. So for me, um, when I changed careers, um, the phone that I had had and the and all of that data was on a corporate phone. So I had to give that phone back. So before I sent it back, I wiped it. But all of the data that was on that phone, any picture I'd taken and all that, because it was it was my phone, I was able to use it for personal as well. It was all uploaded to my Google account. So I have a Google account, which has all of the pictures and videos and all that wonderful stuff uploaded to it. Mm -hmm. But all of those memories and all of that content, that legacy that's of those photos relies on somebody having the login information for that account. Right. Yeah. So if you're backing up to a cloud and you, you're putting in a, a legacy piece into a, a, whether it be a last will and testament, make sure that that legacy piece includes login yes, information good point, good point. And, and, and to that point as well to that point mark it's it's we live in a world now where hacking has become such a big thing so just to close it out two-step verification and it sucks because when we're talking about legacy <laughs> trying to preserve our legacy we're making it more difficult for yes. uh whoever's trying to do that for us but you want to make sure you've got two-step verification on which is just another step but then it's Absolutely. constant updating right it's that's what my only issue with the cloud is it's constant updating it's a constant battle just to and when it relates to preserving our legacy at least it's right. going to be a nightmare because again you can never predict what's going to happen with it yeah. Which is why what I predict is going to happen with all of my hard drives and my computer in the event of my passing is it's going to end up in an electronics recycling facility somewhere yeah. um, and it's going to get mined for any gold and copper that's yeah, in it. Mine, mine too. Oh, that's pretty <laughs> simple. That's well, pretty while simple. we were talking, you, you probably saw me start laughing at one point. I just out of curiosity went on because I mentioned GeoCities earlier, if anybody remembers that. There was GeoCities web pages you could do personal spaces like MySpace. There was also one called Fortune City. And I've got those bookmarks still in my bookmarks. <laughs> I clicked on it. Fortune City one, which uh, was, uh, I think it was a wedding album that I had done because it's the index of my wedding date. Um, and, and I thought, okay, so it's gone. But then there was another one in the home pages, and years ago I had a simpatico site, and it's still there. I'm looking at it right now on my other screen, and I'm looking at pictures from 2005. I no longer subscribe to anything Bell, and there's a simpatico web page with all my stuff on it. It's still active. <laughs> Never gone. Never archive. Gone. <laughs> like it's there. Like the, the the HTML document is. I don't know where it's gone, but all the pictures I can click through the directory, and I can look at all the pictures online. Oh geez. So yeah. and there's no password. So if you had that URL, you're free reign to look <laughs> at a picture of my wife and I doing martial arts in two thousand and five. So you know that's yeah, interesting stuff. Aurora, you have something to say? I mean, there's so many different things that are running through my head right now because I think this is such an expansive topic. Like one of the memory that keeps coming back to me um, is my mom had to move. Uh recently like this year and she was downsizing significantly she was going from a house to an apartment um and she had all this stuff from my my grandmother and my grandfather my grandmother was you know like 
seamstress. She was into like knitting and all that kind of stuff, as well as like super great in the kitchen. She had all these recipe cards and boxes and boxes <laughs> of all this stuff. Um, and my mom had to kind of uh, whittle through a lot of that. And I was, I had to partake in, in going through some of that stuff. And I remember like, oh my goodness, one of the things that you know, was a big thing for me is those lemon squares that my grandmother made. I haven't had anything that tasted like that. Um, and we actually found her recipe card. It was sheriff like, pie making recipe, yeah. wasn't it? It was right from the sheriff box. <laughs> yeah. All my yeah, favorite like recipes from when I was a kid ended up being just a mix that somebody did and they lied to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, this was like actually handwritten recipe and like in, in one of those like long containers of recipe cards and stuff and we found the recipe and i'm like okay well if we're not holding on to these cards then maybe i can yeah, find they are. a way to digitize them you know take uh high quality photos of them or scan them. them i that's what i'm sitting looking at there you go and and there's just so many ways that we can kind of look at it and do this i mean you know holding on to the physical thing i mean if my mom hadn't had done this way earlier, we may not have had that digital option, right? Or we may not have had that. We'd have uh, to handwritten into uh, one master ledger or something. I yeah, put, I put them in photo albums. The cards. Oh, so they're all in a photo that's a album. Idea. <laughs> but um, if you were to scan that, then Aurora, if you scan that as a high quality digital image, you can share it with the family, any cousins, right. nieces, exactly. that may have remembered. Nana's recipe or grandma's recipe. Yeah. Now they have, but the important thing there is it's not only Nana's recipe, but it's in Nana's handwriting. Yes. Yeah. 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 And that's, that's where a legacy cool. can carry on. Maybe it's those things yeah. that we're, maybe we're putting too much stock into what am I doing with my pictures? And it's not a picture I took of my nephew that he's going to remember. It's an item that he remembers from that event. So maybe he's yeah. still got a, in, in a drawer somewhere, whenever he's cleaning up, he opens it up and goes, can't, can't get rid of that, rid of that right. rock. Uncle right. Mark found it on the beach that day. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the picture is not what's important. Maybe it's the rock that he found on the beach with me. Right. The Everybody experiences the things different. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe turn well, it into super an interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Turn that yeah. rock into an NFT. <laughs> Super interesting conversation. A little bit depressing at times. Yeah, but all well, in all, I think uh, what we've taken, that's life. And that's exactly what we take away from our archiving our legacy is this is our life. And if it's important enough to you to save that information, plan for it, find the right method that works for your lifestyle and uh, save your stuff archive it properly think ahead a little bit maybe and i think that's what we're all going to take away from this is that we thought a little bit more about the importance of our work is it important first of all and uh what steps do i need to take to actually save this information accurately um thank you so much Lori. that's been a lot of a lot of great info of mark aurora and ryan as well that's been a, a great conversation so far um, and I think we are ready to talk about our final three questions. Now, you know one of the questions already because we've sent this in our okay. email that we sent to you. Uh, you might know the other two if you've watched our shows throughout like the entire show until the end, which I don't think most people have done yet. But uh, <laughs> the, the first question that we have is a challenge, something that we issue to our viewers, our listeners, to uh, maybe have them think a little bit differently. And we ask our guest, in this case, Lori, 
you gave us a challenge to issue. So do you remember what that challenge was? This is a, a challenge that I give a lot of people. Um, and I, uh, as a photographer and somebody who teaches photography from time to time, I mostly give it to photographers, but it applies to anybody. Um, and that's to slow down. Um, and as a photographer, I tell them to put their camera down, right? So when you're going someplace, put your camera down first and take in where you're at. Um, not just visually, but like listen to what's going on around you. Um, pay attention to what's going on around you. Sit down for a half an hour before you take your camera out and then decide what you're going to shoot. Um, there's all those things go into an image, like all the sights and sounds, what you're feeling and think about all those things. But as a, as just a person, you know, if you're going out to hike in the woods or um, we're always in such a hurry. Life is, you know, everybody's in a hurry to get where they're going and to to get whatever they're getting when they're there done and move on. And um, so my challenge is to slow down, just slow down, pick a day, pick once a day, pick once a week, whatever. And, uh, you know, even if it's in your own house, just take a break and slow down. Love it. Very I live cool. a life of slowed down myself, actually. <laughs> I try. My whole life is is pretty much slowed down. So it's all good. I, I it happens when you get when you get older, it just kind of happens. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it, it's speeding up, but I, I approach it slowly. Yes. Yes. That's a good way to put it. Part of that lazy photographer thing of mine. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> very cool. Very cool challenge. Okay. Next two questions. The first one is tools of the trade. Um now you know as well as I do, Lori, photographers always want to show their camera bags and what's in my bag yeah. and tools like I'm that. Not, That's not what we're talking about. I'm not one of those. The tool of the trade. <laughs> beautiful. The tool of the trade that we ask though is more of a, it could be a concept. It could be uh, a, a tool, but something that you find that you rely on every day that you're being creative. Uh, I think it would be my perspective. Um, and I can use that both as a photographer and just in general. Um, I, the way that I was raised and my life experiences give me a different perspective on life uh, in general than the quote unquote norm. Um, and I bring that into my photography. So perspective is a lot of what you see in my images as well. So um, no matter what I'm doing, it affects what I'm, whatever it is I am doing. And that's because it's how I see the world. Um, and I have a different perspective, which affects everything I do. Yep. I think that's a, a great tool, actually, in general, because everybody has a different perspective. Everybody brings their life history. And this is something I teach in my workshops, especially to the, the kids, like the McMichael Art Gallery or the youth programs or whatever. Um, I find that when people realize that their life history has a direct influence on how they perceive everything around them, mm -hmm. uh, you start to accept how, uh, again, my high, my whole I shoot for me concept. I shoot for me. I, it's it's my influences that make right. me enjoy what I enjoy. I shoot images that I will enjoy looking at uh, and, and worry less about making other people happy. So yes. uh, your own perspective coming from a place of where you are, I think that's a, a shows a real sign of uh, self-awareness mm -hmm. and acceptance, which I think is extremely important, especially now more than ever. So yeah. great. Awesome. All right. So the last question we have before we set you free for the evening yes. uh, is <laughs> what is your jam? What kind of music do you like? But uh, what one song in particular 
do you never skip past that you oh, always boy. enjoy? <laughs> yeah, like you're pulling a risky business on this one. You're sliding into the living room, you oh know. Oh my god. I listen to I listen to so much different music that that's really hard. Um I always love everybody's reaction to this because it's difficult. <laughs> I mean, it unless is. you unless you're like one of those people who like follows one band your whole entire life, that's it, you know. But I like listen to I listen to the gamut, you know, pretty much. But uh, but is there one you, song? You, is okay, there but, one song? The, one the first, song. That you can... The very the very first song that popped in my head, and I don't know if it's that song, but that's the first song that popped in my head. So I'm going to say ACDC Back in Black. Nice. nice. All right. I have no idea what if that's the song, but that's the one that <laughs> popped in my head. So that must be it. But you don't skip past it if it's on, right? <laughs> no, I do not. That's there you go. That's that's the tool. That's the jam. I used it. I used that song in a ballet class to teach a choreography thing once. <laughs> so. Back in black ballet. That's awesome. I was just gonna say I never would have thought I'd hear the word back on, in black and ballet. Shoes. Yes, on point shoes. <laughs> Love yes. it. That's, that's amazing. Great. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again, Lori. Really appreciate awesome. you taking the time to be with us. Thank tonight. you for it's asking. I really hour. enjoyed it. Enjoyed cool. it. Thanks, Lori. Good to, hear. Good to see uh, you guys. Mark, Aurora, Ryan, anything you to say before we say goodnight? Um, I just want to say, uh, where can people follow you or read your articles um, and, uh, you know, check out your work? Uh, I have a fine art site, which is laurienovak.com. I have a site where I do photo tours and mentoring, which is C with Lori, S-E-E -E with Lori, L-A-U-R-I.com. Um, if you search Lori Novak Photography, you'll find me. I'm kind of everywhere. And social media stuff is Lori Novak Photo, Instagram awesome. and Twitter and all that. Awesome. And the next part of what I want to say is uh, if our uh, listeners or followers have liked this episode, like the episode, share with people you think you'd like it, and uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel or follow our uh, Spotify. It helps a lot, <laughs> uh, honestly. Yeah. It does. And um, it's been a lot of fun doing this episode, as they all are. I really appreciate everybody taking the time to be here tonight. Ryan, you too. Great seeing you, my friend. And happy anniversary to all of us. Happy anniversary, anniversary to you guys. That's awesome. We should have had a cake. That's awesome. I know we should have had something. Cheers. One year. Cheers. <laughs> Don't worry, I got the cover. I got the cover. We're fine. <laughs> nice, nice. All right. Thanks a lot, everybody. Take Thank care. We'll see you all next week. Bye-bye.